Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of Connecting Tech and Design. We've got a fun show to you today. It's a little bit of a deviation. We're not necessarily talking technology. We're not necessarily talking design, but we are talking about the merger of technology and design and wonderful things that happen in the kitchen when those those two things come together as beautifully as they do. I'm joined by my, my now good friend, Chef Nick Ritchie, who is the executive chef for Signature Kitchen Suite, which is a product within the family of LG brands. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But um, you may have heard me talk a little bit about Nick already in the past. We've done a couple of events over on the design side with Veronica Miller and Design Uncut, and we've had the the, the pleasure and the honor of uh, being treated to some fantastic food bits and bites that Nick had created for us. Again, we'll talk a little bit about those events as we get uh, as we get into the thick of it here. But without further ado, let me uh, quickly introduce Nick Ritchie, Sir Chef, fabulous guy. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. It's Thanksgiving week, and I know you've got. Quite a bit on your plate. Did that just <laughs> pun, pun intended? Um, you are correct. I do. Um, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I know you gave me a great warm introduction, but once again, I am Nick Ritchie. They just call me Chef Nick at the EDC. I am the executive chef at the EDC um, for Signature Kitchen Suite, um, which as we all know, LG Electronics, um, and I do work with the LG Builder um, and do some demonstration stuff on, on LG gear as well. Um, and yes, we had the pleasure of hanging out uh, for Halloween. Katie got stuck here after the storm. She was one of two, and um, which just meant we got to have, she got the, the fun that I would have had with 30 people all directed at one person herself, and we had a blast, I think. Um, we did. And it was, it was really kind of funny. I, I don't, I've kind of coined it the storm of the century. I don't know if it actually was, but it sure was taking that, that shape as, as we were, as we were trying to come into town. So, so gang, here's, here's, here's the setup. So there, there was this fabulous event for the design, uh, for the influencer community in the design world, a, a group known as the design hounds. And again, this is a, a Veronica Miller and Modanus media group. And, and there was going to be like 20, 25 of us traveling to, to Napa right before Halloween. And we were going to spend a day in the kitchen with Nick and we had two groups. And he had this whole thing all planned out. It was going to be awesome. There's going to be a little bit of a, a fridge food challenge kind of thing. And he was going to have us making these, these great um, haunted Halloween uh, houses and sugar skulls for the day of the dead. And it, it was setting up to be such a cool event for like 20, 25 of us. And as it turned out, there was only two. There was me. And there was Sarah Robertson of, of Studio Dearborn, and uh, she had come out a few days early, so she got, she got out in front of the storm. I was flying in from Montana and just so happened to be coming in through Sacramento. So what was happening on the coast and up north and down south, for some reason, I, I hit this magic little pocket of, of bump-free air, and it was smooth as silk landing, but... Dang, everything was flooded. The vineyards were flooded. It was it, it was it was mayhem there, and so that unfortunately was was the setup. The event had to be canceled. They're just the transportation was was a big enough challenge and a, and a great enough concern. I mean, there was like sixty five thousand people without power. There, there there were trees down. There were cars off the side of the road. There was water everywhere. Um, not exactly setting up for for the uh, for the event that uh, that we thought we were going to have in place. So so there's the big setup. This huge storm came in. I was able to scoot in just you know, just land right as as mayhem was hitting the coast. And Sarah was already there with her sister Cherise. So we met up. We kind of just fast forwarded things. LG and the SKS team uh, <laughs> pivoted like 
I've never seen people pivot so fast, particularly considering this is all kind of happening literally on a Sunday morning as as traveling was being considered and canceled left and right by Monday morning at noon. Sarah and I had joined up, Nick, with you there at the at the SKS EDC, and that's a whole lot of acronyms. We're going to break that down here for for, for a quick hot minute. <laughs> um, and and joined you joined you in the kitchen. And Sarah Sarah and Charisse had this great chef chef counter kitchen while I did some video work and behind the scenes, and then then I folded in and and uh, I got to come back and actually do the the haunted gingerbread houses with you and the sugar skulls, and that was super cool. We'll talk about that here in a second, but. So, uh, so EDC. Um, what is the EDC? If you would just take us a, a quick minute. The EDC. Oh, pardon me. The EDC is. I know, and we do. LG is very acronym heavy. Um, the EDC is the Experience and Design Center, and it is located here in uh, Napa Valley, California, the beautiful Napa Valley. Um, we have about twenty-three thousand square feet of showroom. Uh, a large portion of it, the signature kitchen suite portion. It's a signature kitchen suite and LG product showroom. We house all the LG brands. Um, we have a large portion of the the other acronym SKS. Uh, our signature kitchen suite portion is a live theater where I do interactive cooking classes to highlight and demonstrate our equipment, which was part of the big fun plan for the Design Hounds group, which got flooded out and. Um, Myself and Katie and a couple others were given the privilege of making limoncello from lemons. And uh, we just turned it into an amazing event. We had a very nice, quaint chef's counter lunch and demonstration for three. Um, We built some of the coolest gingerbread haunted houses that I've seen this year. And um, some sugar skulls, which I still owe Veronica. They're packed up for the mail. Veronica, sorry, I've been a little busy trying to get through the holidays here. Um, so those are good year so, round. As I learned, you the sugar skulls are not just a one day thing. See, so yet you know we're learning and we're and we're implementing these things. So we made them, and now she can enjoy them. Year I'll round. get them to her by next Halloween for sure. That's the guarantee. <laughs> I'm not sure she's going to eat them anyways because she's doing this fabulous <laughs> diet, and she, so I think that's the last thing she's going to want. But <laughs> they're still so cool. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the EDC, the, the experience and design center uh, guys, if you have the ability to get to, and this is kind of a little bit of a PSA here, but if you're in the Northern California area, anywhere near wine country, make, make time to go and uh, get with them in advance and, and, and reserve your time and all of that, but go through the facility because it does show you kind of top to bottom, everything that LG and then at the top end, what SKS brings, brings to the table. Uh, Oh yeah. It's a beautiful facility. And, um, if you're in the design dealer, anywhere in the appliance community, just reach out to your um, closest local signature kitchen suite or, or LG representative and tell them you would love to get your hands on some lab equipment um, at the uh, Experience and Design Center. We would love to have you up. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's just a kind of additional on the PSA, but it's one thing to, to see these products when you go through a trade show or, uh, you know, some other event like that. But once you actually get to, to lay your hands on them and and take them through their paces, it really is. It's much different experience. And I think even as Sarah would say, that clientele who maybe isn't necessarily as isn't uh, as aware of how interested they are in what's considered a high-end appliance or a technology-based appliance, once you've seen what they can do, it, it really does change 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 the thought quite a bit and expands the horizons from a design perspective. So, 
um, you know, again, I'm not in the design space, but just you going through going through that exercise, it really um, it, it became very clear to me, um, you know, why all of the all of the functions are there and, and how everything is it was designed. It's just absolutely brilliant. So, anyways, so um, holidays holidays are are now <laughs> they they're here. It seems kind of weird. I don't know. I felt like I've been on the runway for the holidays now since since kind of like August. And and fair enough, we have been. We've been talking about them quite a bit on the comm side of the world as we have to. But now it's like it's 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 here. It's Thanksgiving. We've got Christmas coming up. We've got everything in between. So, Nick, you share with me like favorite holiday tradition, or are there a few that that stick out that are kind of like the the quintessential thing for you? Well, being that Thanksgiving is around the corner, I'll start there. And up until this year, my favorite tradition has been doing nothing because I cook all year, and I like to sit on the couch in my sweatpants and watch my dad cook, and he loves to cook, and he. Loves it even more that he's cooking for a chef. And uh, um, I just love to sit there. I don't poke at him. I don't prod at him. I don't critique him. I just sit there and wait to eat. And it is one of the best days of the year for a chef to be able to eat food, hang out with your loved ones, and not have to raise a finger in the preparation. Um, However, this year's a little different. It's my first dad year. As we know, I have a beautiful going on nine-month-old daughter. So uh, all grandparents are local. I'm going to have to figure out how to jockey two holidays and maybe learn some new traditions from the new side of the family um, because it'll be my first time spending holidays with them. So I'm looking forward to picking up some new tradition um, and maybe even lending dad a little bit of a hand this year uh, with his famous charcoal barbecue turkey that he does. Oh, charcoal barbecue turkey, you say? Okay. Yeah, we cook right. outside, so you can have the privilege of we're not in snowy Montana, nor are we in the uh, gray Arctic Northeast. We're in California. We cook outside on Thanksgiving, um, and we barbecue the turkey on the Weber. Uh, we, we, we have ever since, I don't know a Thanksgiving turkey that doesn't taste like that flavor of the, of the charcoal barbecued turkey, um, and it's really, really good, and I don't know anyone else that does it. Um, so I think that's where my dad sets sets the stage. He sets us apart on Thanksgiving. Did now? Did you do that when you were a kid as well, or did he? Has he kind of evolved over to the Weber? Always, we've always. He's always cooked on the Weber. We have a small kitchen. Um, my dad's stubborn. He still doesn't run central AC in his house, and he has cooked outside like. <laughs> He cooks outside 11, 12 months out of the year, three nights a week on his on his charcoal Weber. Um, chicken, steaks, pork, veggies, ham, honey baked ham, Thanksgiving turkey, you name it. Um, so it's always been a thing. I don't like I said, I don't remember ever cooking a turkey in an oven at my house growing up. That, that's so awesome. I mean, you know, for me, it's like this is this is the 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 Olympics of of cooking, and and you know, so that you must go into the stadium for these things, and the stadium is the kitchen, and you must have the. But man, this this the simplicity of doing it on the on the Weber, and then also thinking about having the oven freed up is a beautiful is really kind of a beautiful thing. I'm going to need to talk to my husband about this and see see what he thinks. But it might be that snowy Montana thing that he might rule out. But he has done he's done beautiful ribeye roasts uh, for New Year's in like minus twenty six degrees so yeah, i think see, you know, it's maybe not out of the question <laughs> yeah, it's not out of the question clear this clear the snow off and yeah. um you know you only need a little space 
Exactly. 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 Do you do anything different for uh, if you're doing a turkey on a Weber? Is any kind of special? I, I can't imagine what that would be. But do you have to prepare it or cook it any differently? Or are, we, are we talking like a rack with a, with a grate, or do we just put it right on the grill? Or what are we doing? So you have to build the coals around. You have to build like a ring of coals, and then you put a drippings tray because turkey drips a ton of grease from the skin and fat, and it'll catch the whole thing on fire, and then you'll have no turkey, and you'll be eating Chinese food like the um, Christmas story movie. Um, you know where the dogs eat the turkey that that would be the, that would be the case but um so no you put your foil dripping tray in the middle and then all the coals around the outside and um that's how you barbecue a turkey with the lid on um yeah no we brine and brine it you want to brine yeah it? here we go and that's right, so regardless... going to say to brine or not to brine this is the question go <laughs> And I'm sneaking ahead into tips and hacks, but to, to Brian, Brian, always Brian. And no matter what you're up to, where you're cooking the turkey, how you're cooking the turkey, uh, I say brine it. Um, and everyone says, well, I don't have room to brine it in the fridge, in the brine bag, in the bucket. Like there's no room. So I just don't do it. And then their turkey's worse, right? So I just, one of my employees have never cooked turkey dinner before, and I set her up with the to win program. So here's my hack on brine. You take a five gallon bucket and most of us live in an area where it's at least cold enough overnight to do this trick. You take a five gallon bucket, you, the night before Thanksgiving, so Wednesday, you put your turkey in the bucket, you go to your local, whatever convenience store, you get a five pound bag of ice. You pour the ice on the turkey. Then you pour your cold brine over that. You put the lid on it so no squirrels or varmints or raccoons or badgers get in. Then you put that in the coldest spot possible, like out at, uh, ideally in your garage, so you don't have to worry about badgers. You could put it on your porch. You could put it, you know what I'm saying, between the cold night air. Now, if you live in an area where it's like nine degrees, maybe keep it in the garage because it'll freeze solid. Then you'll have a big yeah. problem. So watch <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm taking side uh, notes over here. <laughs> Geographically, this is a Northern California hack. You know, we can do it pretty much anywhere. If you're in a freezing terrain, do it in the garage. Um, anyways, it'll stay cold overnight. It'll brine. You don't have to worry about it going bad. You're cooking it the next day. Anyways, it will be fine. I do it here and it's about mm, 40 degrees. I woke up, it was 39 degrees this morning. Um, you know, it's not super cold. So that's my hack on brining a turkey because when I tell everyone to brine it, that is their number one complaint is where, because a fridge is already a hard place to get a turkey in on a good time of any other time of year, Thanksgiving time. It's the most cram packed time of year. Like there's so much freaking food in a fridge and pantry and countertop during Thanksgiving. There's pies all over. There's cookies. There's just, you're cooking for days, right? There's definitely no room for a turkey in a five-gallon bucket. So that's my trick. Get your turkey brined. Do it outside. Use a lid if you have badgers in your area. <laughs> <laughs> badgers or bears or anything. That or likes bears these. or raccoons <laughs> or possums or just a lot of neighborhood cats. Yeah, Come use on, a lid. Neighborhood. Vermin. Vermins. Yes, you must 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 use the lid. Okay, so Brian, uh, recipe, sugar, water. What else? Brown sugar. Mm -hmm. brown sugar and it's uh, you can go three or four to one three is fine three to one ratio salt to brown sugar so my general and all it's real slow so everyone can write this down one gallon of water 
three cups of salt, kosher salt, preferably one cup of brown sugar. Flavoring's up to you. I do bay, juniper, peppercorn. This is where if you want, you can put sage and rosemary and garlic. You put a cinnamon stick if you're getting for feeling frisky. Like this is where you can put anything in your brine and make your turkey taste a little different, right? But I do the basic, very basic, bay, pepper, juniper. Um, and then I boil it to make sure everything's dissolved. You could just give it a really solid whisk. That's um, all, that That'll dissolve in room temperature liquid. I like to put mine on the stove, bring it to a boil, whisk, 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 make sure all that sugar and salt is gone. And when you get it hot, you bring a little flavor out of the pepper, the juniper, the bay, anything aromatic you put in there will get a little more flavorful. Uh, and that is my basic brine. And then you brine your turkey for um, overnight's fine. Like I, Like I said, if I was doing this in the whole hack method that I just laid out. I would make that, I would make sure my brine's really cold when I poured it over my turkey and ice. And I would do that at about, you know, 6, 7 p.m. the day before. And then I'd put it out somewhere cold. In the morning, take it out, pat it super dry because you don't want it wet, you know, don't let all that it, water, right? don't rinse it. Just don't pat it. Rinse it, yeah. Pat it, pat it. And then... You can let it sit on your counter for a couple hours and temper. I like to temper the turkey. Don't put a cold turkey in a hot oven. Don't put cold really any meat ever in a hot oven. But we'll stick with turkey here because we'll be able to talk for hours if we start talking about <laughs> that, Yeah, that's another show. It'll be a live stream. Don't, it's going to go on for like four days. <laughs> don't put a cold 12-pound, 15-pound, 18-pound turkey in them. So let it sit on the counter once again. Remember that scene from the movie where the dogs eat the turkey. It does a crucial moment. Don't keep an eye on it, but keep it on the counter. And then um, when it's time to cook, cook your turkey. And then it just depends on weight. Some people, I prefer to cook a small one, honestly. And if I have a big, if there's a big group, what I recommend, even though I watch my dad uh, cook all of Thanksgiving Day family style, I've still had to work and entertain plenty of Thanksgivings. And if I have a large group, I prefer to cook two small turkeys than one huge one. Two 12, 13 pounders instead of like a 20 pound turkey is a better deal. Um, so that's it. And then do, you know, anywhere between two and three and a half hours on your turkey, depending on the size. Um, and it will be delicious. I think it will be delicious. So, so it shall be. Yes. Perfect. So I, uh, I now, so you've done the brine thing. Um, I then, once I pull it out, I, I kind of do the herb butter thing and I might go a little crazy, but I, you know, go up under the skin with like pad of butter and herb butter but mm -hmm. there on the breast and then up on the backside. And then I smear that on top. Um, and then sometimes I'll lay a little bit of bacon over top and just leave that bacon on for like the first 45 minutes or so. And again, I don't know if like that's, that's what you do, but that's just what I do. And then I pull it off and the bacon gets finished later. That's what you feed the family when the bird comes out and they want to attack the carcass before you're ready to carve mm. it. And we, we just hand them the bacon and, and like back you vile beast. This is you get here. You get a little meat stick here. And, and nice. of course you have to finish the bacon separately. And then you you have that little, <laughs> but that's well, been kind of my bonus, thing. And, <laughs> Two bonuses there. Everything's better with butter and bacon. And you just called out butter and bacon. So everything's better with butter and bacon. And yeah, that's a good trick because what happens at my house is someone, the, 
by the time the turkey gets carved actually at the table, the, the wing tips and the wings and other various parts of skin and leg bits are just ripped to shreds already from snackers. And uh, um, that's a good trick. I like that. <laughs> it's like it's the the hyenas and there's you know there's there used to be a I think it was a musical and not that it used to be there probably is still the same musical but it was like they would pick a little talk a little pick a little talk a little pick pick pick, pick, pick. <laughs> and in my family my sisters and my mom and I and and my brother when when he was allowed in the room but it was that little pick a little talk a little pick a little talk a little and pick 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 uh, and that was the skin was disappearing off of the bird uh, during during that little that little moment of time so yeah so the, <laughs> the bacon is what I used to fend them fend them off in our house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, any other any other cool chefy uh, chefy hacks or uh, or favorite? I kind mean, of it, it it I have all kinds of cool chefy hacks because to your tech, you know, I am spoiled and I get to cook on the signature kitchen suite stuff. So, you know, if you're that privileged and you have such beautiful equipment and you wanted to sous vide a turkey or steam oven roasted turkey, something like that, um, then, you know, we have all those types of hacks too. Um, those are my professional work hacks though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm using a convection oven for the first time this this year. So uh, let me just let me call upon that one. Uh, it, big difference between convection and regular oven when we're talking about a kind of a feast like this, anything I need to do differently? No, he automatically better turkey with convection because you'll get a better crispier skin because you get that air blowing all around there. And so you'll get a little lift off the skin and the heat will hit skin in places that the radiant bake is not going to hit. You know, often your turkey, it'll be all beautiful and brown up here on that crest of its breast. And then you get down the leg meat, which is actually the really good stuff, but the skin's soggy down there on the sides a lot. Convection will hit a lot of that and you'll see a lot more even bronzing um, all around your bird and not just on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 You know, we used to, I realized that I have, I think I've drifted from this. This must be a COVID thing, but we used to spatchcock our birds and that, you know, again, regular oven kind of thing, but we, that didn't tend to do a much better, even, even cook all the way across it, but it is kind of a pain in the neck. If, if you, if you don't get a cut from the butcher, you have to come home. It's like, yeah, okay, honey, <laughs> can you make this round bird flat, please? <laughs> but it's a great way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's cool that you say that though, because I, I have another, I'm going to give you an, another hack. I'm going to give you my funnest signature kitchen suite hack. And I, um, it's sometimes it like, offends people because I take the, it takes the turkey apart and not out of a whole turkey shape. Mm -hmm. And like you spatchcock yours, that's awesome because it cooks better. And, but a lot of people like just can't get over the fact that they don't have this big glorious bronze turkey to carve at the table. It's like tradition cer ceremonious for people. And it's like, it's like culinary scenery for a lot of people to break the turkey down. But here's the real hack. So at Signature Kitchen Suite, we have the sous vide, which you're able to cook things very precisely. And in my opinion on poultry, chicken and turkey, the breast meat, the white meat, and the leg meat, the dark meat, they really want two totally different cooking temperatures. And it's really hard to get that in one oven with one temperature. So what I like to do is I like to take the bird apart, honestly, and I like to take the round breast cage on the bone and everything and just take the legs off of it. And then I do everything I was going to do before. I put 
the breast in one sous vide bag and cook it to my one desired temperature. I put the legs in another, cook them to their temperature. Then when I'm done, flash them in the very hot convection oven to crisp up the skin. You can sear them in the pan or you can put them under the broiler. Unanimously, same time, even Steven. But you'll have your perfect juicy breast meat that hasn't dried out while you're waiting for your leg to cook. That's what happens on a whole roast turkey. You wait for that little plastic timer, ping, to pop out of the leg. And the entire time that's happening, your breast is drying out and it's suffering. So if you can cook them sous vide separate, I also recommend it's a perfect whole, whole roast chicken recipe just because it's the perfect. I know you don't get that whole glorious thing with the drumstick sticking out, but you're going to carve it up anyways within seconds if the hyenas don't ravage it before it makes it to. So just why don't you cut it up before and cook it perfect? Here's another thing with cooking it up before. If you cut it up before, you don't have to brine it in a five gallon bucket on the porch. It'll be way more ergonomic and it'll fit in your fridge on marinade and all this stuff. And then if you cut it up, marinated in a sous vide bag it takes up this much space you use this much marinade or brine because of all the benefits of sous vide and it really will fit in your fridge at that point and you don't have to worry about the neighborhood vermin and the bucket and all that stuff outside so there's my home <laughs> hack and there which now sounds really hard now that i've summed up this professional sous vide hack just put it in two bags set it in the sous vide well and forget it right? And then broil it later while the steam oven cooks the rest of your food. But see, isn't that what it's supposed to be? I mean, like it, it's not supposed to be that, is, uh, that hard. I mean, it's like, <laughs> if we have tools that make things easier, it's kind of nice to utilize those things. And, and, and much like you said, I mean, it just, it, free, it frees up the space. I've got two turkeys in my fridge right now. One of them is coming out promptly um and getting broken down because i it's so one of our other hacks is we've learned to, to do gravy ahead of time but that also means you got to have the stuff to make the gravy ahead of time too but so we do the two we do the two bird thing and i i'll do the first one tomorrow i'll roast it up pull it apart start doing my gravy thing on wednesday and then it, the the meat from that first bird i'll hold it aside with the skin so the hyenas get what they need and that's kind mm. of some of the first few pieces to come out we'll just you know do a pre-warm on 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 that and just sort of get those that are starving and, and can't stand it any longer and then honestly the rest of that first bird that's that's for take that's for leftovers to take home for sandwiches because sandwiches are i think at least in our house and the the, the quick polling i did this weekend turkey sandwiches are running about about neck and neck turkey neck and turkey neck with the actual mm -hmm. bird and it's the importance of the sandwich afterwards sometimes it's like okay by the time we get to dinner we don't even want dinner we just want the sandwich <laughs> so what's your position on the turkey sandwich <laughs> agreed i agree on the sandwich and I actually have a recipe for a day after turkey sandwich that I've had to type up um, in the past years, but definitely the sandwich. Um, I like to griddle mine like a patty melt. Oh. Yep. And I like stuffing on the sandwich. I know it's bread on bread, but potatoes is starch. It's all starch on starch. Like um, I'm more of a fan of stuffing on the sandwich, I, um, but I like little mashed potatoes one side, little stuffing on the other side. Turkey, cran sauce, and if you can find a slice of cheese somewhere, just so you get that whole sandwich deal. And a little mustard, honestly, like does it, it makes it. Yeah, a little mustard, Dijon mustard or hot, some kind of mustard. 
Not the French's ballpark stuff. Not, any not, any <laughs> mustard. That's fine mustard for the right application. I'm not dogging you. There's a time French's and a place ballpark. for everything there's French's. A, <laughs> there's a time and place. And it's in my fridge right day. now. <laughs> I could show you the bottle in my fridge. We have it. Right. But this is right not the time the and place. Crush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? You know. Um, either Dijon or hot sweet, like mustard makes it. So um, that's my, yeah. Yeah. You got to go turkey sandwich. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that we could almost do a show just on how, how one crafts the turkey sandwich. Be. I'm, I'm actually, I am a, the less is more. I am now it's gotta be white, like white bread, the kind that just like gets sticky, you know, and kind of sticks to the roof of your mouth. Mm. Like, like, you know, it's got to sort of have that, that value to it. And then I like my, I like my white and my dark my there. I'm, I'm, Technically, I'm a dark meat person, but I'll allow it on my sandwich. Miracle Whip has to be Miracle Whip. I don't know why. I think that's a family oh. thing. It probably isn't quite the right flavor, but it's got the bite and then a ton of black pepper. And and that's it. Like that, wow. that's it. I don't do the kitchen sink. My husband, he's a kitchen sink. He's he's you know just like just just like you. He hasn't griddled it yet, but I'm gonna have to pass. That's that on. a very <laughs> simple sandwich. That's like a school lunch sandwich. That <laughs> so maybe that's it. Maybe it takes me back to when Mama used to make yeah. the sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> but that's cool, man. Like there's some tradition. There's a reason. Like I've never yeah. heard of. I've never heard that that build. <laughs> the, the turkey, that build. <laughs> turkey miracle whip and pepper. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. It's, but it's, you know, it's just tart and it's, you know, it's, it's tart, it's peppery and then, and there's meat. And so maybe that's, yeah, that's just cool. Maybe for yeah. me, it's just the vehicle for the meat, you know, I don't know. No, I like it. <laughs> but, I like it. But, it's original. Yes. <laughs> it's the OG. OG. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so other, other chefy, uh, chefy tips or uh, pointers or anything else we can extract from that fabulous executive chef brain of yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, make your own cranberry sauce. It's, it's super easy. It's super easy. And you don't have to find fresh cranberries. You can get a bag of frozen, like frozen cranberries in your go where you go and buy all your fruit for your smoothies and all that stuff in the frozen section. They will have cranberries. You can buy them there. Um, all you need is a little sugar. I make a little simple syrup with citrus zest and like some jalapeno chili in it. And you make your little syrup. You pour the cranberries in. As soon as the cranberries start to pop, shut it off. Let it sit. The cranberries, there's a good between the sugar and the fruit packed in. It sets up nice. And it looks like a chutney or like a, like a marmalade or like a chunky jam. It doesn't look like a cylindrical purple thing. Um, Does it have which, the ribs from well, the tin can? Because you know that's <laughs> no, unless you pack, unless you pack it into one yourself. Um, and once again, no, no, nothing wrong with that. There's a time and place for that, but you know, being that uh, one of our slogans is true to food. I think if it's not hard, literally, it takes ten minutes to make your own cranberry sauce. And last year, I did a because we were all stuck at home, COVID, and we were trying to do some team spirit stuff at LG. We did an interior cooking class on video. I did a live demo for the LG friends, employees, friends, and family. And um, I showed them all these things. And uh, we, I cooked cranberry sauce, like start to finish on the video and showed them how easy it was. And it makes the best sandwich too, because it like spreads like jam. And uh, um, man, I'm telling you. Make your own cranberry sauce. You'll be happy. You'll never go buy the can again. And if you don't even buy the can, like we don't eat, we never ate cranberry sauce at my folks' house till I explained, showed my dad how to make it fresh because they hated the can and they thought that was the only option. 
Like if there's something in a can at some point, it was homemade many years ago right, and you can right. do it again. <laughs> so make your own cranberry sauce. I like how you said how I explain showed. <laughs> I explained, explain showed my dad. <laughs> yeah. I learned. I, learned I, edu- I educated him on that. <laughs> yeah. Now I do. I have to say this just, you know, as a PSA, because you, I, I know in at least in former homes of, of mine where there were uh, other in-laws, if you didn't show up at the can and if the can wasn't on the table and if it did not have those fancy ribs, it wasn't cranberry. And so, you know, it is okay. You know, make sure you keep the elders happy at the table, provide them what they need or, or whoever likes that. But I, I'm, I'm with you on the cranberry and kind of like the, 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 the chutney more texture of it. I think I like it with a little bit of chunk and a little bit of citrus. I mean, thanks. Thanksgiving's a feast. If you must have the can, if you must have the ribs, have both. Make both. Put both out. Go crazy with cranberry sauce. Have both. Keep everyone happy. Keep everybody happy. These things are important, particularly on Thanksgiving. Oh, all right, all right. Well, I I I don't want to take too much more of your time, but thank you so, so much for for coming and joining me and talking a little turkey, talking a little Thanksgiving and tradition and and all all that fun stuff. I think we've 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 gotten through just just about everything. But uh, you know, I always just I I just enjoy this this time of year to be able to kind of talk about you know what do you do and how do you do it differently and you know it's sort of. Well, what what else? But it also is the time when uh, Ina Garten is tends to be re- on kind of constant repeat in my head. I don't know why, but she is she's kind of like yeah. my Thanksgiving inspiration. And uh, so I know that's that's what I'll be watching as I'm roasting up turkey number one tomorrow. But uh, anyways, thank you again. I just can't joining. believe it came so fast. It's like I just can't believe it came so fast. Usually I'm more prepared, I think. I don't know, man. Like it seemed like about four days has elapsed since you guys were here and the storm of the century came and then it was Halloween. And man, like it's just I can't believe it's here. I know, this week. I know. I know. And then there's like, there's literally it's four weeks in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it is like, it is so, so on right now. And it's, I mean, it's like, it's free season too. So that's, that's, I don't know about what you guys do for tradition after afterwards, but we usually hold off through the weekend and then we'll go and do our treat next week. So put a little bit of space. That's <laughs> the next, um, that's the next fun trip with baby Nora. We did the pumpkin patch and then now we'll be doing the cut your own tree down. Um, usually I go like second week of December just to clean up less pine needles around the house. But um, <laughs> uh, we're going to do it. We're going to go cut one down ourselves this year. I haven't done that for a while. Forever I had a, a potted, you know, the eco-friendly bring it inside Christmas yep. tree. I called it the Dr. Seuss Christmas tree because <laughs> it started to not look like a Christmas tree after a while. And he had to get transplanted outside. He lives in the ground now. And um, I'm, um, but it's cool. It's a perfect year to go switch that tradition for Nora and, and go cut down our own. So. um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, enjoy, enjoy the pumpkin pack picture, pumpkin patch pictures. Try saying that three times fast. Yeah. Or once. once, Yeah. (laughs) No, those were so cute. And Nora, oh my gosh, she's getting, she, she's just growing up in front of our eyes. It's unbelievable. We, the, the, the summer love and date night event that we did for SKS, uh, it, gosh, I think that was like May even. And she was just a tiny little frog. And now, oh my gosh, it was May. That's, that's, what um, that's what happened. And I think you guys are coming back right now. Oh, you're coming yeah. in. Um, we're going to see you in January. And it's at the very, uh, I, it's like my first couple of days back from, um, 
I'm taking out the rest of my paternity leave through the holidays with Nora yeah. and then I'll be back. I can't wait to see you guys. And we're yeah. going to get to have um, all kinds of fun, all the fun on the signature kitchen suite stuff that we didn't get to have in October um, and just continue the, 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 the banter. Yeah, absolutely. The whole the, the true to food tour will continue. I really want to come and check out the the steam side of things. I got a, a little bit of a a little bit of a run through on that when I was when I was there with you. But uh, you know, kind of having the videographer running around on the other side. Um, that's, <laughs> I mean, we got a spray bottle with our LG, and I I know that's different. <laughs> I mean, that's slightly different. Slightly, I have the LG range too. You know, but I'm telling you, between Suvi and Steam. If you were really cooking, that's what I was telling my coworker, who's a trainer with me at the at the EDC. I said, "If ma- imagine if you were really cooking this Thanksgiving for your first time on a signature kitchen suite range, and you had all the gadgets and the probe and the gourmet chef settings, like it really, really would make things a lot easier. Um, all the tech and stuff. So, you know, maybe Not I'll just start cooking my." families maybe i'll just start cooking my family's thanksgiving dinner down there (laughs) (laughs) talk to dad see what he says you're probably gonna need to accommodate the weber but there's a door i remember seeing a door right there off the back side of the yeah yeah the kitchen so (laughs) figure it out i'm sure you'll figure it out Oh my goodness. All right. Well, unfortunately we're going to, we're going to bring this one down. So, uh, so we can, <laughs> I'm going to go into the kitchen. You're not, that's probably a little bit of a change of roles here, but, uh, enjoy not being the, uh, the one doing all of the work in the kitchen this, this week. <laughs> quite, quite I know change. it's nice to, to yeah. down, nice down week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. Well, we've talked a little bit about, well, we've talked a lot about you. We've talked a little bit about SKS, well, probably a little bit about both, a lot about both, but uh, it, do uh, particulars on signature, signature kitchen suite. If people wanted to learn more about those fabulous appliances, do you, where do they go? Okay. So, well, first and foremost, like you said, if you are in the community, designer, dealer, builder, whatever, reach out, find someone from Signature Kitchen Suite or LG and figure out how to get to the EDC. In my opinion, as you know, hands-on, hanging out with me and the rest of our training team on the lab equipment is the best way to learn and see everything. And we have all the 2021 new product from Signature Kitchen Suite and so on and so forth. Great facility. Um, If you can't do that immediately, um, you can start at SignatureKitchenSuite.com. That's a great place. Uh, you can request a quote on the site. You can find a local dealer or your closest rep on the site. Um, in addition, here's my shameless plug. You can go find all my cool recipes. And um, yeah, you can find recipes and probably links to uh, some of my videos that we have done um, that don't just demonstrate food. They demonstrate the signature kitchen suite stuff. Um, all the appliances very, very well. I talk about them a lot in my videos. So they're very informational for those looking to get just any more, uh, experience or, or info on the signature kitchen suite stuff. Um, and then, uh, let's see, where do all those videos go? YouTube. There's a great YouTube list of stuff out there. And, um, our IGTV channel has a wonderful chef, Nick recipe video collection. So, um, go check all that stuff out. And like I said, reach out, find your local, uh, rep and come see us at the EDC. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. And I will tell you that the, all of the, uh, the chef Nick recipes, I already have quite a collection going and they are some of the favorites on the table right now. And I'm sure they will be for a long time to come. So definitely go and find those, as he said, on the site and on the, on, on IG and YouTube, great, great videos there. And just a bunch of, bunch of fun resources as well as uh, educational and inspirational stuff there too. So all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nick, thank you so much once again for joining me and let me, uh, let me play a little bit in your world for, for a short amount of time. Appreciate it. Always enjoy uh, rapping about food with you. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Send me some pics of your bacon, uh, your bacon in robe <laughs> turkey, please. I will. I will. Stay tuned for for the bacon lattice photos. Yes, yes. I'll send those send those along. So for the rest of you, thanks for joining me again for another episode of Connecting Tech and Design. This has been a conversation with Signature Kitchen Suite Executive Chef Nick Ritchie talking about the true to food mission of SKS, the relationship with LG and uh, Thanksgiving holiday traditions, hacks and all everything in between. Have a fabulous holiday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Connecting Tech and Design. Take good care.